It's Ostara, the spring equinox today on March 20th. We talk about the holiday and we also introduce the first edition of the Blanket Fort. All this and more on the Leftscape. Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you're listening to The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley. Hi, I'm Robin Renee. And this is a very good week for progressive activism because this is the week of solidarity with people struggling against racism and racial discrimination. Wow, so That is a lot to say <laughs> and, and a lot of good work to do. So mm. that's um, good to know. And today is also the spring equinox. So happy Astara if you celebrate that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, and it's springtime. That's I'm I like summer. I like I like warm weather, so I'm good. Happy about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, also today is National Native HIV AIDS Awareness Day, mm. and that's another serious one. Um, on the twenty second, National Goof Off Day. Oh. So why not? Yeah, <laughs> that should be everything. Like we need an excuse. We need an excuse to move off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the 25th is National Token Reading Day. Okay, so, so we read it for one day. To, you ha- no, you have to get through all of his books in one day. I think <laughs> I went through a page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and there's birthdays. We got some birthdays going on on the 20th, which is today. Uh, Fred Rogers and spike lee who is fred well fred rogers has has recently the information has come out he was actually bisexual oh yeah yeah that that's interesting too in his neighborhood and uh (laughs) spike lee it has a birthday and ruby rose has a birthday and on the 21st is Sinequa Martin Green from Star Trek Discovery, which I'm enjoying watching. I want to get it finished so I can stop doing CBS because otherwise I don't watch anything on it. Um, <laughs> uh, the 22nd is William Shatner. So we got another Star Trek uh, guy there. And then on the 23rd, Star Trek makeup artist Michael Westmore. So that's the tri- a Star Trek trifecta. Yeah, Star Trek birthdays. <laughs> Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Oh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Throne, of, Throne of Blood and all. Yeah. Great, great director. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I did um, Macbeth, we also watched Throne of Blood because it's the Japanese oh, version yeah. of Macbeth. Okay. And he did he did a, a version of. Um, uh, I want to say maybe the Tempest. Oh or, yeah, um, I think he did it. Is that the one where it's like a guy and like a couple of people, kids on an island? And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did a version of the Tempest as well, and I forget what that one's called. Oh, um, but I, I saw be it. Interested it in good. seeing that? Yeah. Another birthday on the twenty third is Shaka Khan, and on the twenty fourth is Harry Houdini, 
um, who I admire. My favorite trick is Harry Houdini's Metamorphosis, and I'll explain to you what it is someday. Um, <laughs> yeah, we posted it, I think, at one point on one of our. I have to find that. Oh, figure out which episode that is. What? And, the uh, Metamorphosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. I just I like it. Okay, and Nina. Yes. Okay. Ninety-nine red balloons. Oh, <laughs> that that <laughs> Nina. <laughs> okay. And twenty-fifth is Aretha Franklin. Okay, and Elton John. And on the 26th is Nancy Pelosi. Yay. And you can't see me, but I'm doing She's that doing clap. She's doing that clap. clap. That was doing classic. Clap. <laughs> so uh, recently, uh, Grace Slick did, uh, she licensed, I guess, one of her songs to Chick-fil-A. Do you know which song? Not offhand. Yeah. But I, I re they're using it for their advertising, and and the reason she's doing that is because she's taking all of the money that they're paying for that and giving it to uh, I think Lambda Legal. Right? Yes, yes. Is that the so that it, Lambda Legal is the is the uh, LGBT rights organization um, that helps that I I think they were also involved in the in the Supreme Court suit that. Uh, was the, the the test case for marriage equality? Mm -hmm. I think they were involved in that. Mm -hmm. um, and in other Chick Fil A news, uh, Ryder University decided against opening um, a, Chick -fil -A? a franchise on campus mm -hmm. for Chick Fil A. Good. And and a dean quit over that, oh, good. or she quit her deanness, her deanhood, mm -hmm. her deanship. <laughs> she's still apparently she's still teaching there. She probably but, has tenure. Uh, once you get tenure, well, yeah. you never want to leave. Well, no, because well, they can only fire you if they close the whole school down. I'm still that just, happened to my mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm still just trying to figure out uh, what music Grace Slick wrote that Chick-fil-A would want to use. You know? Nothing's going to stop us now. I just looked it up. Oh, so, okay. It's the Starship song. And that's, a, you know, I think that's really, that's a, that's awesome because yeah. it's, it, it's very inspiring inspiring lyrically i guess you could say and it, it's perfect when it becomes used for her purposes which is to undermine their yeah their their homophobic efforts <laughs> so i mean so it's, it, it's half the time people just decide to use these songs anyway i mean i know that happens on the campaign trail all the time mm -hmm. it's it's candidates who the artist does not approve uh they use their song as a you know as their like theme song when they come out on stage at a at a at a you know, campaign song mm -hmm. and then the, they get all bent out of shape because they didn't ask permission and i'm sure they didn't pay for it yeah um they should know that they're supposed to do that ask permission but it's it's some underling who's a, a kid volunteer who says, oh, I'll do the music, and they put that in. Nah, I bet it's not quite even like that. It's they're like, oh, I like that song, and they just don't even they don't care. And I'm not entirely sure that it's it. it there's no, you know, maybe some BMI or ASCAP has to get paid, or so. I don't think there's like a oh, legal yeah. reason that they can't use it exactly. But the artists that they choose sometimes are just not too happy about it, like. You know, Jackson yeah, Brown or somebody like they, he would be like, they, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, yeah. If they pay, I guess if they pay the the um, the licensing fee to to perform to play the song in front of a large crowd because there is a fee for that, then I guess they don't have to actually ask the artist specifically 
if they go through the performance rights group. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That part, I don't know. I think that's probably correct. But, you know, paying attention to context and what the artist might actually think of your candidacy would probably be a good, <laughs> good bet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and then uh, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, interesting uh, goings on in, in state houses this past week. Yes, um, I was really impressed with this. Stephanie Flowers in Arkansas. Um, there was a hearing about a law, it was a stand your ground law that basically they were debating taking away the uh, duty to retreat. So hmm. in in their law, you needed to at least show some effort to like de-escalate a situation before you, you use bodily force against someone. And hmm. they were going to take that away so it just became a stand your ground law and you basically have the right to shoot somebody if you feel threatened, essentially. Right. And she lost her shit over it. Yes. And and it and it was a very viral video that I, I saw, and I was really impressed at her, at, at what she said, because it was absolutely true. And she spoke with passion, and she spoke with uh, a lot of feeling. And, um, and I think she used some language, but I was, you know... That language never bothers me. So, no. <laughs> and and uh, and the thing I like the best is I think her her speech actually changed somebody's mind or moved them uh, in a direction where the the bill got defeated. They rejected they rejected uh, that thing. So they're not even. I don't even know if they voted on it. They just sort of dropped it, right? I am not certain. I think they. I thought they did vote on it, and it. Um... Well, it lost. It lost. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was powerful. And I think that that um, speech was like, it was an example of when you absolutely have had enough. <laughs> and it was powerful. It's like, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess I've gotten to points kind of like that, but never did I just put it all out there in that kind of, in that way. And it was just incredible. And I think, I mean, I'd like to be able to act and speak before I get to that breaking point, you know, and, and stand up and, and do the work. But there are moments when you just, you're at such a level of exasperation that like all the truth is going to come out and this is the real deal. And that's sort of where that felt like it came from, you know, and real, just, yeah. I I think it needed to be said. I, I, and um, I very, I'm very, um, uh, I don't know if him, I don't know what word to use. I'm in awe of her. <laughs> when, yes. I, I, I've been working double shifts all week, so I haven't had a chance to see this. Can you explain what happened a little better? Or a little uh, more? What was the law that she was protesting? And it was a stand your ground law. So basically, it makes it easier to justify shooting someone ah, in a confrontation, like what happened in Florida with with Trayvon Martin. Right. Exactly. He, and and why Zimmerman got off because Florida has a stand your ground law. So if somebody feels threatened by someone else, they ha- they would have permission to shoot them and kill them without repercussions. Oh, that's terrible. No. Yeah, there's and there there's those those laws there. I think I think there. Well, there's definitely it's in Florida, and I don't know where else it is. I know Stephanie Flowers. I think brought up another state where it was besides Florida, and 
And she basically was pointing out that, uh, you know, that this adversely affects the black community and her community and her, her child and her grandkids and, and um, got very, very specific and very, very impassioned about how she want, doesn't want her kid to get shot and killed, mm. mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and it was, a you can find, you know, the, the link, we'll put a link up to the, the piece. And, and I believe the news article, um, from the Arkansas online, um, has a, has that video clip. Yeah. I'll, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. And, uh, in other state house news in the Virginia state house, uh, there is the, uh, there is a openly and first transgender delegate whose name is Danica Rome from uh, the Manassas area. She's a Democrat. And uh, this week, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church decided to send a small contingent to the Capitol building in Richmond uh, to protest her existence. And and some metalheads from the local area gathered together and handed out a bunch of kazoos and other noise making things and drowned them out mm. completely. Mm. Did they, uh, did they do like fa- favorite metal songs? Yeah, that they do, like, right. that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, they, the guy who was organizing it. The guy who was organizing it told them to dress as outrageously and ridiculously as they possibly could. And then he handed out all these noise making things. Um, and there's video of that. There were so many people and it's like, I think they believe, I, I believe they, they caused the, the church people to leave early. So, you know, cause they were, they were completely drowning them out mm-hmm. and nobody could hear their hate speech. So I think that was freaking awesome good, too. Good. I really enjoy the creative ways that people find to block their, their uh, vitriol Shenan- and hatred and yeah. everything. And, and uh, the other thing that is, is useful is when people do fundraisers and they'll say, you know, they'll take sponsors for, for every minute they are in our town protesting, we'll donate so much to, uh, you know, HRC or, or something, um, something like that, yeah. you know, an LGBT group. Oh, so. I think they did. They did. Re- they did raise money. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, who raised money? Oh, oh, actually, no, it's Rome wasn't there at the, at the protest stuff, but she had her own response to the Westboro Baptist Baptist church visit. She turned it into a fundraiser that collected more than $25,000 for her reelection campaign. Oh, <laughs> that's so that's, cool. you go girl. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got some good news. This is all inspiring stuff this week. Yeah. I'm happy to see that. Yeah. I think, isn't she the one that when she won the election, uh, and reporters asked her to, you know, trying to provoke her to say something bad about her opponent. She said, he's one of my constituents. I'm not going to say anything bad about my constituents. Yes. Yeah. That was good. good and she's also a metal singer, which I did not know. Oh. And and uh, a friend of hers who's Randy Blythe, who fronts uh, the band Lamb of God, started the counter well, he called it a counterparty instead of a counter protest. So they basically just had a a great time out drowning out the Westboro Baptist Church, and I think that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it needs that's to be done. 
And we'll have links to these things on our website, which is leftscape.com. Uh, so you can see these videos that we've been talking about. Yeah, check out our website. Lovely listeners, we love you all, and we'd love to hear from you. So post your comments on our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And please go to iTunes or wherever you go to get your podcasts and give us a five-star review. We really need those reviews, and that would help us out a lot. Thanks a lot. So uh, it's Ostara today, and it's uh, the wheel, uh, the pagan wheel of the year. We have eight holidays that are tied to uh, the position of the sun, um, and it's the, the there's the four of the the solstices and the equinoxes, and this is one of the equinoxes. And then the other four days are the days in between the solstices and the equinoxes. So. Um, so our calendar, our festival calendar, our holiday calendar is kind of, uh, it's very, very much grounded in um, the seasons and the cycle of the earth. And this is uh, the spring celebration, um, which in the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, many cultures have big celebrations around this time of year too. Uh, and I think a lot, a few cultures have, have their new year around this time as well. Yeah. And, I think of that around, uh, like Passover and Easter, they all sort of are something, I don't know. It's a, yeah, they're it's a, it's all, they're it's all kind of based time. on the seasons, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. moon, um, Chinese new year was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think there's some big, there's a few in the uh, South Asian subcontinent, because I got an email from somebody about who listed a bunch of days, special days and special celebrations that are all happening around this time, or even this week. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so what is it, what do we do that's, that's uh, special for this day? Do we have bunnies than, and eggs? Yeah, we have bunnies and eggs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's very it's the same but different than Easter, you know, because we don't have like the whole resurrection of of the God. We don't. Thing. Not for Easter, do we? It's more of a for us. It's more of a a, a goddessy fertility thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the in that sort of, in one of the pagan mythologies, I mean, the birth of the god happens at, at Yule, actually, and so, like, you sort of have increasing growth and increasing light until you sort of start to celebrate the uh, flourishing of the earth, or the beginnings of that, which is starting to happen now, mm -hmm. you know? So that is, like, the goddess energy, I guess you would say. Um, and I I really like the um, planting, well, planting seeds, you know? So a lot of yeah. people do the literal planting of, of seeds um, to begin to start your gardens is one thing, but also um, thinking about things that you want to bring into fruition 
in your life and putting intentions forth in that way, you know? So yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know what sorts of rituals I'm going to do this year, but yeah, but making, making way for new and planting new, um, new intentions. I think the whole spring cleaning thing kind of goes with that in a way as well. Sort of like yeah. opening the, opening the way in, a, in yeah. a sense. Thank you for reminding me. That's, that's the one thing I definitely do every year or I try to, I don't think I did it last year. Well, it's, it's, it's not, it's also the physical spring cleaning, um, which I'm doing actually all month because there's just, this house is too freaking big for, to do, try to do it all at once. Um, and, uh, but what I have done in the past and I definitely need to do it this year as well is, is you start like at the farthest place in your house away from the door, the front door with a, with your broom or your besom, which is the more magical term for that. Uh, and you start sweeping out the bad stale energy from the winter and you sweep it out the front door. Mm go through the entire house and just sweep out, just clean it out. And, uh, and then after that you refresh all of your house wards. So, uh, which are, which are, and let me say that a little more clearly for those in the back wards, W A R D S. Those are protections. Um, that, that, uh, it's like your security system. Yeah, it's like it's cleaning out, you know, and you're and you, you know, now that you've pushed out all of the bad energy or you whatever, you want in. it to stay out, so you <laughs> put your words back up. Um, and and you kind of need to be careful about how you how you place your wards because uh, one year I did one and and my um, my my the verbiage around it was uh, no one who means me harm can cross the threshold. And there was a family member who did not set foot in the house for the entire year. So that was interesting. Well, if, if that person (laughs) meant you harm, well, yeah, that's, that's what what are you going to do? And I, and I heard anecdotally from someone else who did a, who did a, a, a working about, clearing away people, negative people and people who were trying to hold her back or do or not treat her well or do her harm. Um, and then she, her husband and, and took the kids and moved out. Uh-oh. So <laughs> that's well, well. an anecdote. So you have to be careful with, with how you, uh, how you phrase your spells. That's or or be prepared for, for uh, surprises grow. and surprises, yeah. you know, <laughs> which I think, yeah, it's, Better, probably better, but well, not taking the kids. The kids, that's the, that's the part. The guy could go. The kids, you know, that's a different story. Yeah. But um, so that's the tradition that I actually do, Wendy. In on November first, I like to do that. Oh um, wow! November first. Yes. Oh, that's cool. You you refresh the wards or clear out? But or do- both. It's a it's okay. a begin. You know, because October thirty first is considered the the day between days, it's really the end of the year, essentially. And then November 1st being the sort of the beginning of the pagan year. So that's your um, New Year's thing. So that's a New Year's thing. Yeah, I have a, I like, I, for some reason, I really like New Year's traditions. So mm-hmm. between like New Year's Eve and, act, you know, sort of like the party tradition and then the 
more reverent tradition uh, there. And um, I don't know, something about marking newness. So, uh, you know, and also spring really feels like the most natural newness time in a sense, because really things are beginning to grow and it feels like that things opening up again, possibilities opening. It's also the astrological new year. Right. Ostara. That's right. So Mm -hmm. you could start your year. It seems you could start your year in a whole lot of different places. And a lot of people do their birth, their own birthday. That's Mm -hmm. the start of your personal year. You know, Uh, for some reason, I always feel like September is the start of new year. Well, because because of school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have that feeling too. For, for, For me, there's certain, there's certain things musically I want to hear around that time. And I think it probably has to do with, sort of back to school time or something. It has a <laughs> has a weird time for me. I, I, I enjoy it. But I'm curious about, with Ostara, um, how does, so we have these traditions, you know, and people do rituals around, um, you know, the goddess returning or planting seeds or clearing out. Do you, what happens in your, deeper self? Do you have a deep um, energetic experience doing any of those rituals? What what works the most powerfully for you? Well, for that, I think it's more in bulk, because that's when I start noticing that the light is returning. Although this year, it felt it's feeling more this spring, I'm feeling more like I'm coming out of a hibernation. I mean, that's personal and it's sort of immediate. Um, it's kind of where I am right now. And then di- daylight savings just fucked all that up two days ago. So, cause I was waking up with the sun and that was really great for my brain. My brain really likes that. My brain does not like to wake up while it's dark. Mm. So, and now it's like, if I wait till sunrise, I'm late, I'm an hour late now. So, um, in a few weeks it'll catch up. I mean, it used to be before uh, W. Bush re- redefined when daylight saving starts and ends. It was uh, it was still it was it was like three or four weeks later than it is now. So when it went back and when it went forward an hour, you were still hitting right about dawn when it it shifted. Um, but now we now it's like uh, we've got at least a half an hour before you start to see the sky lighten up. Um, and that messes my, that messes me up. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. Cause it actually fixed my sleep problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's because, Yeah, no, I've been waking up at like ridiculously early and like in, too early to get up kind of early. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I couldn't sleep. And then I go back to sleep and then, and then I would be late for things. <laughs> and so the other day, because I, it was, it was later when I woke up, according to the clock, you, you stayed, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just go to the gym. So it was like the right time to wake up at the wrong time, if that makes any sense. It was it sort of was what I've been trying to get back to. So that's um Well that's good. I'm yeah. glad it's working out for somebody. <laughs> I know. But um I had a we did a ritual several years ago, um, Wendy, at your place that still I still think about mm-hmm. and um still kind of matters a lot for me. So what you did we gave do? us seeds. You gave us seeds for um, oh, the seeds. Oh, coleus. Coleus, oh, is that right? Coleus. I thought it was moonflowers. Moonflowers. Moon moonflowers didn't work for me. The coleus did. Mm. Okay. And I planted these little tiny things. And they grew? And they grew amazingly. And I've got like four big plants. Like one is maybe not as big as the other, but they're all 
became like really four big things that are all on my porch. And oh, they're every- still alive? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. great. They're thriving. And every time I water them, I think about the people that I had in mind to, uh, in terms of caring and loving and the things that were going on at that time. And it's still, um, I still feel, I still feel connected to that. And, and it helps me, it helps me in some way to wow. know that we can tend our relationships and our loves and our energies in that sort of way. I so. am touched and, <laughs> and now I want to go get some more coleus seeds to do for this year. Yeah. Um, I, I had, I had some coleus growing outside and I didn't take them in cause I didn't think about like, Oh yeah, if I take them in, they won't die. So I oh. left them outside. So um, they died. Yeah. Well, I bought these were, I didn't plant oh. these. I got at the, at the, you know, at the garden center when I went out last year, uh, this year, I've actually, this year I planted a lot of seeds around in bulk, believe it or not. Mm. Um, I had to do the tomatoes. I, Wait, I'm you're like planting them inside. Yeah, I yeah, started them inside. Because, because, yeah, because you can't, you can't, um, it's like if I start them in, in March, they're not big enough to be survivable by the time May comes around, then they need to go outside. They're like still too small. And, and the ones you get at the garden center, they're like a foot tall when you get your tomatoes. So I was, uh, I realized I had to start them earlier. So I started, I started a bunch at the new moon in February and I started a bunch at the new moon this month and the moon will be full, I think on the 21st, if I am remembering um, yeah, like the, the new moon, the full moon is almost coincident with, uh, with the equinox this year. It's the day after. Mm-hmm. So, and if it was the day before we'd be having Easter in March, cause what it's the Easter is the Easter is the first Sunday after the full after moon, the after, full the moon equinox, after the equinox. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. And and um, Passover is based is a lunar holiday yeah. also is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well the Jewish calendar is lunar and and yeah. I believe um, back when I was a kid my mom used to teach at a Catholic college and we had one of the the other one of the nuns who was another teacher there over for Passover and she let us know that Passover was a seder was the uh, was the last meal supper. of the Last mm-hmm. Supper so. That I found is an interesting data point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're talking about this and the, how things are based on the moon and the sun and all, um, and the, the various holidays, I'm imagining what goes on on the other side of the equator where people, you know, like in Australia, it's they do the their, their pagan holidays reverse. That's what somewhere. I thought they might. Yeah. 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 So I think that's really cool to see someone saying, uh, like when we're saying happy Ostar, they're saying happy uh, Lamas. Is it Lamas? That would be yeah, yeah, Lamas. The other, yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting, you know. But do they? Their salad is our melting. It's it's is it Lamas? I'm saying it back. I'm yeah. Anyway, no, I'm trying to think. Hang on. But do they do Passover and Easter? Yes, the same time we do. 
Those would be the same. Yes. Um, yeah. Because those are not. Those are lunar, not. They're not based on. Sun. on light. I mean, I think they were originally based on the sun, but they've become fixed into their annual calendars. Oh, okay. They go with the flow. There weren't when they when they came up with Passover and all of that stuff. I don't think there were Jews in Australia yet. Yeah, yeah. So, I meant to say Mabon. So oh, yeah, Mabon. That, our inbook would I, be I there. On Mabon Lamas. too. <laughs> yeah, because Lamas is Lunasa, and that's the co- cross quarter between Mabon and and, and uh, Litha, mm-hmm. between the uh, the summer solstice and the fall equinox. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Well, I would love to do that. Actually, I'm sort of curious about celebrating those holidays in uh, 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 below the equator and having that experience. Yeah, I think it would be kind of, um, I don't know, yeah, unifying somehow. Mm -hmm. Hmm. There's something that feels like that would be a powerful spiritual thing to do. Hmm. And I also just want to go to Australia Zoo. Yeah, (laughs) see the Australian Open. (laughs) <laughs> things like that. So maybe, maybe you'll put all this. Together. I want to go to New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. So life is a cycle. Yes. Hello, this is Robin Renee. You can find me online at robinrenee.com. And my music is on iTunes, CD Baby, Pandora, Spotify, and elsewhere around the web. So check it out. And you can like me at facebook.com slash Fan. Tweet at me at spiritrocksexy. And follow me on Instagram at Music. I would love to hear from you. The Leftscape is sponsored by Harlequin and Other Fantasies, a meditative coloring book for grown-ups. Over 30 original illustrations to color, printed on 80-pound cover stock paper to avoid bleed-through with alcohol-based markers like Sharpies. Spiral-bound to lay flat when open. Printed on one side so you can frame your masterpiece without sacrificing another drawing. Subjects include animals, people, mandalas, steampunk, Celtic knotwork, and so much more. Use Leftscape at checkout to get free shipping. See the Leftscape website for details. Purchase Harlequin and other fantasies from wendycards.com. This is our first blanket fort segment. Okay, and let me explain that. Well, okay. Well, you know what a blanket fort is. That's when you build a fort of blankets in your house so you can go hide from the world and and uh, and it's it's become a, a metaphor for self care. And, uh, you know, and caring for those who may be fragile and need your care to help them and, and put them in a blanket fort. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for this, this installment of the blanket fort, uh, we wanted to talk about comfort foods of the Ostara season. Hmm. So what are your favorite comfort foods for spring? Chocolate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, we're done. Chocolate bunnies. (laughs) It's funny, you know. I, I, this one was a weird one for me because I don't associate a lot of things with the season, and I don't have any major. You know, I grew up with Easter, but I so many years ago just didn't do anything on Easter that I didn't have any association with that. 
And I do, I have to say, I do get one or sometimes two Cadbury eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I see them, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, um, but however, even, even more than that, I, I tend to go to Seder. I try to get to the Seder mm-hmm. that a friend of mine puts on. And there, and I think, those, I think those are my comfort foods. Like there's certain things that I just look forward to. I like the, I like, I like matzah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was going to say the horseradish on matzah is your comfort food. Yes, wow. actually, yes, <laughs> I like horseradish on matzah. You're supposed to do think they about do it. latkes. I like latkes. Um, I've done, yeah, I've had that those my for for. Um, that's, that's not. That's yeah. not. That's uh, not a. It's not Passover. Okay. Yeah. yeah so all they have for Passover is matzah. matzah. No, yeah, no, not, it's a whole meal. It's, it's a whole ritual meal. What but, else is in it? Uh. See, the, the things the, in the ritual, the ritual aren't really meal is not the it's not the meal right you don't really <laughs> eat that stuff. but there are bits of it that are that are uh traditional that i look forward to experiencing you know there's bitter herb and there's salt water and there's um uh, things i don't actually eat but <laughs> yeah. bitter herb i thought was the horseradish um there's also parsley this, oh, okay. water there's different things that they do yeah I know. this is not sounding like comfort food though well, I'm saying it is for me because I think I look forward to that connection and the ritual. And, and the flavors do add to that, actually. I like matzah. I will eat matzah all year long. So you're not you're, – you're kind of preaching to the choir. And I get, I get weird looks from other people. And my daughter now mm-hmm. also really digs matzah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the season. It's like matzah buying season because <laughs> – you can get the big giant five pa- five pounds of matzah. Uh, I still have three boxes from last year in my cupboard because we're not eating it at the same rate that we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and I and I also I really enjoy matzo ball soup. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know that Robin mm-hmm. does that because it's usually in a in a chicken base. Yeah. So I'm I'm lucky that um, I go to a seder that is pretty alternative and the host will make go out of her way to make things that Aww. I can eat. So I've had some vegetarian matzo ball soup and, and uh, nutless haroset, which is really wonderful. Mm. So. Okay. I, that's interesting too. I, I don't know <laughs> that I've ever had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's, what is there's haroset? A, it's a, a, it's the sweet, it's the sweet herb thing. It's sweet. It's, mm. Like it's got berries in it and yeah, fi- uh, figs and dates and it's kind of like a chutney. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you have to just go to a seder sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you need to go to I a seder and experience it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely well, something I've learned about over over years, and I kind of each time I'm like, oh, I remember this part, and you get to sort of uh, I was, sink in uh, with it. I have, I don't have quite as fond memories of satyrs as you do, because this was one of those things I had to deal with growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's how I think about Easter. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my, my strongest memory of say of Passover is being at my aunt's house. And, and they were, we were reformed Judaism Jews. So we didn't follow like the dietary restrictions and there's a there's a lot more they were much more assimilated into american society than conservative jews which were my my aunt's family so the seder was out of there's a book called the haggadah that you read 
that everybody take, there's like parts everybody has in there and, and their version of the Haggadah seemed to me as a child to take forever. And all I remember was we were so hungry and you smell the, the real dinner that happens after the ritual and you can't eat any of it yet. And you're having like, that's probably how I got to really like matzah and, and uh, horseradish. Cause that was pretty much all you could eat during, during the ritual. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there. I guess you being, couldn't have the wine yet, right? No, we'd have grape juice. Yeah. Um, and the wine, the wine they would get was always Manischewitz and it was always awful anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was very, very sweet wine or, or grape juice. And, uh, so it was just this, just sitting there with listening to my uncle speak in Hebrew and not understanding what he's talking about and just being really, really hungry for like hours. <laughs> That's kind of my memory of Passover <laughs> as a child. So, wow. so what comforts you now? This what chocolate just chocolate okay i guess that's the answer that's <laughs> what i said yeah we were done you know um, for for me the one thing i remember too it's not just chocolate but it was these easter eggs that um uh they, they were kind of big and inside was coconut and they were decorated very fancily and um, you could just slice off a piece at a time. And that, that's wow. what I remember. You can't find these oh, eggs I anymore. Those. I remember yeah. those. Yeah. I've never heard of that. You can't find them anywhere. Huh. Or, or I think I found some online and they were, you had, they were like um, very expensive and you had to order them in advance and stuff like that. And it was, that was what we got all the time. And I, I do remember this one time too that... Uh, my my godmother gave me a special thing where it was an egg but it wasn't really an egg because it wasn't chocolate like chocolate colored it was yellow and it had a it was very fancy decorated and it had an opening there was a little bunny inside not a real bunny a little chocolate bunny or a bunny but i said what is this because i'd never seen anything like that before and i was little my older brother said Oh, that's a decoration. It's made out of wax and you have to be very careful with it. So just let it sit on the table. So I did. And I looked at it every day. And every day it seemed to get smaller and smaller and smaller. (laughs) (laughs) My brother was eating it from the like the bottom and the back because it was white chocolate. I had never seen white chocolate before. That's hilarious. Mean. Oh no. I thought of another one. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's just what brothers do. <laughs> that's funny. I like making Irish soda bread. Ah. And I definitely make it around St. Patrick's Day. So that's something. That's around that time. I like to make and share. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have, I love matzo ball soup and I make that frequently. Um, not necessarily over the, this particular season or holiday, mm-hmm. uh, Although this, you know, the fact that it's a star that kind of marks the end of my soup making for the year because usually it gets too hot mm-hmm. to sit there and boil yeah. stuff for the two days. The mothball soup so. is good for the winter, and um, my husband makes it a lot. You need the schmaltz in it. No, I don't use the schmaltz. Sadly, mm-hmm. I don't collect schmaltz. So. He does. I know. You told me mm-hmm. schmaltz is chicken fat. For those of you who are not fluent in Yiddish (laughs) (laughs) or not vegetarians. Yeah. And it actually kind of is weird because schmaltzy 
to me is as an adjective or an adverb um, always meant to me like uh, cloying, you know, like like a um, like if you're watching like a, a TV so, show and somebody's and your your grandpa says, "Oh, that's schmaltzy." That's usually it's because it's kind of uh, sappy and and you know. Um, Overly over, sweet. There's a certain yeah. type of corny music I would call schmaltz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like so how Hallmark Hall of Fame. But how does that relate to chicken fat? That's <laughs> what I want to know. <laughs> well, I think the the thing is, is the chicken fat is used as a lubrication. <laughs> okay, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Okay, this is this is going into areas that I was not expecting. <laughs> I mean, I know this is a fertility holiday, but come on.
been listening to the leftscape podcast find us online at leftscape.com on twitter at leftscape and on facebook at leftscape the leftscape the shape of progressive conversation new episodes every wednesday 